Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. All righty, and welcome. As we continue through this uh, portion of February, it's been wet. We've been waterlogged, uh, trying to get a hint of sunshine here in downtown Champaign, but not having much luck. But uh, we're glad you're with us today on this Thursday morning. We're on the 22nd day of February, and we've got a lot of ground to cover today here in this first hour. It is an open line here this morning in this first hour. So whatever is on your mind, there are several national and local headlines to look at. Of course, a lot of sports as well with the Illini men's basketball team playing tonight. Women played at Purdue last night. Men played Purdue tonight at State Farm Center. We'll uh, talk about that a little bit today. Also, President Trump meets with students uh, from the school down in Parkland, Florida. The Paint the Hall Chief logo in the newspaper today. We'll take a look at that particular story. That's a local headline. Also, a black-focused charter school to be requested for North Champaign. That is also one of the local headlines. Pretty uh, dramatic rescue yesterday over near St. Joseph from some uh, flooded roads over there and severe flooding across the area, particularly out to the east and over in Vermilion County. So uh, lots of stories there locally and nationally to cover. We mentioned the sports stories. Also coming up in hour number two today, a little music segment for a little bit, and then we'll have more open lines after that. All out a cappella. If you've seen like pentatonics, Groups like that, uh, extension chords, rip chords over at the uh, University of Illinois and so forth. Uh, these groups will be performing down at Unity High School coming up this weekend on Saturday night. Have a little preview of that in the second hour today and then back to the open lines up until 11 o'clock today. Again, the uh, phone number, as always, you can reach us here on a penny for your thoughts, 356-9397. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515 and you can email us, talk at WDWS.com. We take all different directions on that, so feel free to uh, jump in here this morning. We'll get it started on an open line here this first hour. Tomorrow on a Friday, we'll um, sort of wrap up the Olympics. They're not officially done yet. In fact, pretty uh, dramatic moment uh, early this morning when the uh, U.S. women's hockey team wins gold uh, over Canada. That was a big headline on the anniversary, by the way, of the date of the Miracle on Ice from 1980. So we'll get into all of that today uh, here as well. But uh, we'll visit with David Woods tomorrow in the 9 o'clock hour uh, for a few minutes. And then we'll have our Flashback Friday in the uh, second hour tomorrow. If you weren't with us for the one back in January, we talked about your first car, where you bought it how much you paid for it, and uh, we had a grand time, to say the least. So we'll always do that on the last Friday of the month, the last hour of the last Friday, a flashback Friday. We'll tell you all about that, of course, tomorrow. So we're at 9.08 and 36 degrees. We'll get it started after this opening timeout on A Penny for Your Thoughts. Stay with us. We are at 9.10 here on DWS, 36 degrees here on this Thursday morning, the 22nd day of February. 
You can join us on the phone lines, 356-9397. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com. Text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. President meeting with students from Parkland, Florida. I saw Republican Senator Marco Rubio with a town hall, ran into some angry students, teachers, and parents down in Florida. And the American gold medal drought in women's hockey is over. All of those stories today here on an open line or anything you want to bring up. Certainly doesn't have to be any of those. It could be something else. Let's go to the phones to get it started. Steve, you're the leadoff man. Go ahead. Okay, thank you. Hey, uh, there's a gentleman. I'm not even going to call him a gentleman. Somebody called yesterday and said that Democrats cannot be Christians. Yeah, that's. uh, I I heard that. You you can't say that. That was very (laughs) poor. Yeah. And I'd also like to say that uh, pro-life people, okay, are they for the death penalty? Are they for wars? Are they for families who can't afford that probably have maybe a half a dozen kids already and and they're split up? There's, you know, if it was an easy solution or an easy end to these type of things, we would have had them done a long time ago. Yeah. No, but, it's uh, it, it's an imperfect world, that's for sure. But to have somebody make Christians or Democrats yeah. can't be, he's playing nothing but his uh, politics. Yeah. Well, I mean, your, your Christianity has to do with, with your relationship with God. Has, well, you can't yeah, you I'm, can't you can't put a party label on that. You just can't. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Hey, Steve. Thank you. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can call us on the phone lines today. You can get that started. Again, we'll uh, talk on a variety of topics today of uh, some of the uh, local stories. One had to do uh, with a headline today, story by Lindsey Jones, who covers our education beat, Black Focus Charter School to be requested. Nathaniel Banks, a part of that. Of course, some more from uh, the passing of Billy Graham yesterday. Also, a contested logo used to advertise tonight's Paint the Hall Chief event at the Illini basketball game has been change following allegations of trademark infringement university owns the trademark to the uh, the chief and uh, all things associated with it and uh, obviously they have that uh, right when you own the uh, the trademark all right let's go back to the uh, phones here at nine thirteen. uh henry hey henry good morning hey brian how you doing good it came did you see that though the hockey t- uh, hockey game? Yeah, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, the shootout was interesting. I thought for sure we had on some on goals on the overtime, but uh, yeah, that was a pretty good game. Yep, on the anniversary of the men's miracle in 1980. Yeah, also kind of, uh, I think the women's in 1998. Uh, I, I guess that would be a 20-year 20, 20 anniversary. 20-year, 20 yeah. I, that was the I last they time they won it. Like half months old. The goalie, the twenty-year-old that was our goalie, I was like seven and a half months old when that that medal was won. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. Uh, I just wanted to respond uh, real quickly. Well, to Steve, your previous caller, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I heard, and I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for uh, Gary Johnson, the Libertarian, in this election. I don't know how many times I have heard and seen written where they said, if you're a Christian, you can't vote for Trump because somehow it violates some moral code or something. And so, it, you know, it works both ways, that, that kind of politicizing the whole thing. 
and you know of people of faith and things like that. But I think the more important issue, because uh, I did see the uh, interview, or not the interview, but the uh, meeting that Trump did have with the uh, students and the school teachers and administrators yesterday, and I thought some very good ideas came to the forefront about how we can address this issue. Uh, there probably isn't a lasting solution, but there are some answers, and many of those answers are often rejected out of hand by uh, administrators and teachers who want to maintain a gun-free zone, and I think that that's very unrealistic, and they're not doing their students any favors by, you know, trying to create this, uh, you know, educational utopianism. And uh, we, we really do need to get armed guards uh, in the school, and I, I really don't think finances are an issue. I mean, we already know that the public school system is very top-heavy in administrators and stuff. And, you know, it would be easy enough to uh, slim that down a little bit. And you have some funding there to actually uh, hire some uh, uh, veteran police officers and veteran military men who will be acting as sheepdogs within the schools. I mean, they don't have to be in full battle rattle, but they can certainly conceal carry and be there every day during the school hours, as well as uh, conceal carry with the teachers. Uh, I know there's teachers who are adamant uh, about not having guns in schools of any kind. But I think that's part of the problem of people like that. And they need to step aside and let people who have real answers uh, defend the students against people like this. And not only that, it's preventative when you think about it. If they know the schools are well armed. I don't think the evildoers are going to you know, uh, have that much of a death wish to come in. They think they're going to survive, I think, in most cases. Yeah. Well, there's been, you know, as you know, there's been a reluctance to, uh, you know, we, you don't you don't want the thought of our schools being armed camps. I mean, that's what that's what everybody thinks of. And yeah. but we're reached a point where, I mean, you got to look at the, you know, think about what can we do to keep the schools from being such an easy target? And there's a lot of different. That's not the answer. It's just one of several things to think about here. And harden the entry points, too. I mean, there's, there was uh, one fellow uh, who's a teacher said that he walked outside to go to his car to get something, and I believe it was a school there in Florida, and he could just walk right back into the school, and there's nobody to challenge him. There's no checkpoint. There's no metal detectors. And we hate to do that, but we do that at airports, and we do that for the halls of Congress, and we do that for any number of facilities. It's even in the private sector, they have security of some sort, and I think arming one or two people is not turning schools into an armed camp. I don't think, you know, I, I just think that uh, people who, who think that way, that that's just uh, uh, avoidance, that's denialism, uh, because mm-hmm. there are solutions, uh, there are answers, there may not be permanent solutions, but they keep getting rejected, and schools haven't changed all that much as far as security ever since Sandy Hook. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. And uh, you talk about places, you know, we used to not have uh, the metal detectors in courthouses either. You used to be able to just walk right in to the courthouse. That's correct. And, you, know. And, you know, when you went to school and when I went to school, which was over 45 years ago, we didn't have all this trouble. I mean, we had guys that had guns out in their pickup trucks, 3030s and up in the gun racks and shotguns in the back. And, and I had Sometimes I'd forget to take the 22 out of the trunk of my Cuda, 
And I drive up, but I never, ever thought it wasn't our culture. That's the big issue. It mm-hmm. wasn't our culture. We didn't have that permissive, entitled, uh, nihilistic, amoral culture that mm-hmm. a lot of these kids have, have had to deal with today, especially borderline kids. Uh, and, you know, they can act as the last trigger it takes for them to snap and decide, oh, I'm going to go go out in a blaze of glory. We didn't have that mm-hmm. 30, 40, 50, 100, 200 years ago. Yeah. No, it's definitely changed. Hey, Henry, i got to move, but thank you. Hey, you bet, Brian. Thanks a lot. Yep. Appreciate the phone call. Next up is Ben. Hey, Ben. Morning. Hey. Uh, I'm just calling to respond to the last caller. I think I think that's a nightmarish vision for our country and for our children. The idea that we should be, he, he said, you know, uh, well, if we're just bringing one or two people with guns into the schools, uh, then, then we're not turning it into some armed camp. But that's not all he suggested. He said it's common sense that we'd be hardening the entry points and putting in security and putting in fences. He wasn't talking about one or two. He's talking about people patrolling. He's talking about having teachers with guns. It is not good for children to be sitting in armed camps surrounded by hardened security, not knowing which of the adults in the school has a gun. It, it's, it's a nightmarish vision of education. Uh, the, the problem here is that access to guns is far too easy. We have too many guns in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the issue we need to address. It's not turning our schools into, into forts. Yeah, but do you think you can realistically keep guns away from people that really want to get their hands on them? Yes. How do you do that? Brian, well, so here, here's, here's one solution. Um, you know, people like to say the prohibition doesn't work. Uh, that's true for things that are easy to make, uh, things, like, uh, things like alcohol or things that are easy to grow, like marijuana. We, we have had successful prohibition in this country. For things that are complex and difficult to, to produce, like a gun, we have succeeded with, with prohibiting them. Quaaludes in the 1970s used to be very popular. They're impossible to get now. Why? Because we went after the manufacturers. We stopped the manufacture of this complex, harmful product, and now you can't get them anywhere in the country. We could do the same thing with guns. Prohibition will work. We need to disarm, uh, to a significant extent, the, the amount, of, uh, the amount of, of people who have guns in this, in this country because they've shown that they can't keep them under lock and key. Kids keep getting a hold of them. We've shown that the weak uh, purchase restrictions we have are so easy to get around. We actually can significantly restrict access to guns in this country, and it will have a better public health outcome. Yeah. All right. Hey, Ben, I appreciate your thoughts today. Thank you. Good to hear from you. All right. Three five six nine three nine seven. So there you go. You got basically the two sides of the um, debate on all of this. Uh, Nine twenty one here on News Talk fourteen hundred DWS. I would be curious what teachers, school administrators, uh, what what you think. I mean, hey, you know, if we, if we reach the point. You've got to do something to kind of whatever it is, harden the entry points or make it more difficult or or what, because, you know, we've we've lived with the thought all of us grew up. Hey, school's a safe place. It's just safe. And, uh, you know, we've seen in recent years that it's not. <laughs> it can be. I mean, obviously, it's deadly at times. And that, and that's just so sad. Uh, John. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. You know, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but. You know, I commend Champagne because for a simple reason. We have police officers that these children have been friends with over the years. My children still talk about the police in school. They became good friends. Our best tool right now is not guns. We don't need guns in school. 
we need a line of communication like these children right now. They talk to the police officers. They come in and they, they go from different directions. When there's a problem in school, these kids do go to the police officers because they feel like some of these police officers are their friends. And then they go to the teachers because they can believe in them. Um, we don't need guns in school. If, if, you, if you put guns in school, what are you going to do about all the medication that we got in school? Yeah. Okay. Some, I, I, I remember going to school as a kid. The only medication we saw in school was a paddle. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do the guns, then you're going to wind up upgrading the medication that, that these, these uh, medical staff is giving out to these children. Let these children work their magic right now. They're going to get up a line of communication. You don't need guns. We don't need guns. It's all right to teach somebody to hunt. I spent 20 years in the military. But parents is the answer. Guns, no. It's our children. Our children see what's going on. Our parents are not stepping up right now. Our children are. Enough is enough. Yes, today it's the boys. It's tomorrow the girls are killing each other. You know, we, we, we don't need guns. All right. We don't need guns in school. Hey, John, thank you for the call. Sure. There we go. We got more callers waiting. We'll take a quick break. We've got Jim and Jim. You're up next. We'll continue with more. Also, a couple of emails have come in at talk at wdws.com. We'll continue after this short break. Back on a penny for your thoughts. We have an open line discussion going here. Guns, the hot topic early here this morning uh, regarding our schools and that school shooting down in Parkland, Florida. Hey, with all the flood watches and all the flooding comes the potential for water issues at home or at work. When you need help, call. Serve Pro of Champagne. They're ready to help now. Need their number? Just Google Serve Pro Champagne. Let's go back to the phones, and we have Jim up next. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. This is a really tough conversation for everybody involved the gun, pro gun people, the anti gun. I get it. The reality is, right now, we've got some bad actors out there that are going into schools and shooting children. Years ago, security was very lax at airports. It was lax at courthouses. It was lax here. You didn't have to protect all your Congress people, stuff like this. The reality is now there are bad people going into these schools, and there's no way they can take away a bunch of guns and keep the bad people from getting them. The people that think that can happen are just not thinking straight. It's not going to happen now the reality is we've got shooters coming in here and unfortunately it's either keeping them out or trying to keep them out and possibly having a handful of people in the school that are trained and familiar with a weapon and i hate to say that whether it be police officers whether it be you know actual staff members uh unfortunately this may be where we're at folks and uh i don't want to see any more kill- kids killed either I-, I mean this every time this happens it makes me sick some people say you know they're getting a point where it doesn't phase them as much I- i'm kind of going the other way mm. it bothers me more and more every time oh absolutely it makes me it makes me sick to my stomach too i i just shake i'm just like you've got to be kidding me i mean i i just don't Absol- i don't get it but you know, you think about yeah, it right. with the planes right after uh, 9-11, and I think this is, we've got the, what, the armed uh, marshal, air marshals on yes. planes now? 
Yes. Or, or did you have. don't have any idea who they are, yeah. where they're at on the plane. I don't feel unsafe on the plane with a marshal on there. In fact, I feel better that there might be somebody there that could actually do something. Yeah. But uh, And it's a tough subject. It is. Right? Very tough. My, my, sister, my sisters and I are at total opposites. Uh, my sister's name could be Ben, just like the previous caller. <laughs> but uh, I... Whatever it's going to take, we may just have to do it. And I don't think kids are going to be that uncomfortable knowing that two or four of their trusted staff members might have a gun and might be able to save them instead of saying, hey, get under your desk or lock yourself in a room. Uh, anyway, Jim, I, I'll let other people All right. Speak. Yep, we got more coming here. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Good to hear from you. Uh, Cindy's up next. Hi, Cindy. Oh, really? I am? Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear the click. Okay. Yeah, I'm absolutely for the uh, teachers, trained teachers, having um, access to their guns quickly. And, I mean, that last school had, what, 3,000 students? Yes. Centennial has 1,500. You know, there's all these little nooks and crannies. Being able to get to that quickly in an, in a, a situation like that, I am totally for that. Um, so if these people think felons, who are not supposed to have guns, don't have guns, just look at the statistics and champagne alone. <laughs> if they want to get a gun, they're going to get one. So um, there's my 20 cents. All right. Hey, very good. Thank you, Cindy. Okay, bye. Thanks you for the call. Let's go to Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Um, a few thoughts. Ben spurred my thoughts, and I want to talk back, back specifically to those concepts. First of all, <clears throat> Um, try not to get into the mind of a child. Or, you know what, the exact opposite. Try to get into the mind of a child. A mind of a child with a gun specifically, they think it's cool. They think it's, uh, they think it's cool and scary at the same time until you put the gun in their hand, unloaded, of course, teach them, about it, and then it's nothing more than a piece of metal to them. I went through this myself. My dad did this with me when I was like eight or nine. He was a cop way back in the 70s, and and he did it with me. And I thought it was cool, and I thought it was really wild, you know, until he put it in my hand, and he let me shoot it. Instantaneous respect for a piece of metal that can do nothing until it's in the hand of a person. Um, secondly, speaking of cops, Again to Ben, because of that, because of the concept of having guns in the schools and these kids thinking they're scared because there's guns somewhere in the schools. Well, in total reality, let's think about it on a little bit wider scale. In the, in the public, okay, you have FBI agents, you have police officers, ATF, every single one of those people is walking about our city, okay? Most of them are either off-duty or they're plain clothes, and they are carrying. There are concealed carry um, license holders right now that walk about our city. Our citizens and our kids walk around with these people in our town, and they don't know who they are. Uh, my daughter, she'd be right beside you, and you'd never know it. Hmm. And and she, she carries a badge. Okay? Hmm. So... Yeah, so you're saying it's you pretty. It's more. Know. It's it's more common than we realize. Is I'm what sorry? you're saying. Is you're saying it's more common than we realize. For you know, we've got people yeah. around us that are, you know, carrying. It's far uh, more in, yeah, in different in different areas. 
um, yeah. that, that we it's don't even think there. about. Yeah. But anyway, I'll stop and let the other people talk. All right. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Bye. Yep. Have a great day. All right. We're at the bottom of the hour here, 931. We've got Michael Kaiser standing by with news headlines. We can continue here. Uh, with more of our conversation on this, we will have a special guest here momentarily as well. Coming up in the second hour, we've got uh, All Out Acapella down at Unity High School. My favorite high school, because I went there, right? You have to root for your the high school you went to. So we'll have Michael Kaiser do our news headlines. We'll talk about uh, more of this as we continue on an open line, and then uh, All Out Acapella, and then more open line after that. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Welcome back to a penny for your thoughts here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Reminder, if you'd like to get a great meal, the Beef House over in Covington, Indiana, offers a wide variety of menu items. They're great sizzling steaks, great tasting chicken and pork, maybe pasta or seafood. More up your alley. Those are all available at the Beef House over in Covington, Indiana. If you're planning to visit the Beef House, maybe for lunch, you can take advantage of a fantastic buffet over there as well. Great entrees and sides, and of course the famous... Beef House Rolls. They also have shows over there, not just food, but shows. And you can uh, check that out on the uh, beefhouserolls.com. Check out time and dates for shows throughout the year. They have a great Christmas show at the end of the year. So uh, take advantage of the opportunity. Head for the Beef House in Covington, Indiana, just off I-74, four miles inside the Indiana state line. All right, uh, we take a quick pause in the action here. A break in the action, as we like to say in the uh, sports world. Dave Lone is here uh, with me. Good morning to you again. Good Mr. morning, Owen. sir. Good to see you. We don't get on the air together often enough. Yes, we don't. So, here we are. Because we're so. usually in different cities. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> During the course of the winter. The reason Dave Lone is with me is because we also have a uh, special guest. The University of Illinois just announced their 2018 Hall of Fame members. Of course, we had the first class last year. This is the second class. Lou Henson was named as the first uh, addition to the second class. And uh, stopping by here is the 2018 to be inductee, Darren Fletcher. Hey, how, how are you? That? I'm doing Brilliant. good. You just happen to be out there wandering around I'm the just studio. wandering around Champaign and <laughs> stopped in. Well, congratulations. Know. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. They ought to put me in the Beef House Hall of Fame, too, because I've done some serious work over there, I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's just a hop, skip, and a jump yeah. from home for yeah, you. Yeah, I'm on the Indiana right. line anyway. Yeah. But, so, yeah, it's a, it's, a cool, uh, it's a cool deal. You know, Josh called me about a week ago and told me that I was going to be on this list and uh, extremely honored. Illinois gave me really my first opportunity to prove myself as an athlete. You know, obviously Oakwood, uh, where I'm from, I enjoyed playing there, but it's a big step from going from high school to college. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of kids get that opportunity to, to play college uh, sports. So really appreciate um, Illinois giving me that shot. Well, I think what's so special about this, and uh, obviously uh, you've earned your way in, we'll talk about some of your career accomplishments, but just the Fletcher family legacy mm-hmm. and what it means to Illinois baseball and, and, and how proud you must be uh, to be a part of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Dad was over here in 62, and, uh, you know, as, as a boy, 
you know, hearing about what what went on here and how much he loved Illinois. And then, uh, you know, I always wanted to come here as a, as, a, as a child. I mean, growing up in Vermilion County, I wanted to come. You wanted to, the, to be a point guard. I wanted, I wanted Lou Henson <laughs> to come out and see me play because I could shoot, you know, and I wanted to be with Doug Altenberger and Tony Weisinger and Uwe Blob, and he wouldn't come look at me. But Tom Deaton did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deaton come to see me play, and, um, and, he, and he, he offered me a scholarship. You know, I didn't get a lot of scholarship offers back then. I had a choice between, really, Indiana and Illinois. And I always, always wanted to come to Illinois with Dad, like you said, playing here. And then, of course, me and then Casey. Casey's mm-hmm. a volunteer assistant at Illinois, and they're actually en route right now to uh, Myrtle Beach, yeah. South Carolina. And uh, obviously he played here, too, for a couple years. So I think uh, with our family, my dad was an all-Big Ten pitcher, first team in 62. I was all-Big Ten catcher in 87. And Casey was an all Big Ten outfielder, I believe, in 2015. So I love Illinois. And, you know, I got throwing my daughter there, too. You know, he cheer, she, she's a cheerleader for the U of I, mm. you know, football, basketball, and women's basketball, too. So she'll be there tonight for the Purdue game. Um, so mm. it, it, Illinois, the Illini, and our family, and a lot of people in around this area have a, uh, have a close relationship with this school and being able to be put on this list with some really great names um, is a big honor well so the other names on this list Darren Fletcher is with us here for a few minutes former Illini baseball player of course many years in the major leagues uh, included on this list Lou Henson the men's basketball coach of course Alex Agassi from football and wrestling Kevin Anderson from men's tennis Nancy Brookhart uh, from volleyball Charles Carney football men's basketball Dave Downey our friend Dave Downey uh, Ray Elliott everybody knows Ray Elliott Says here, football coach slash hockey coach. I did not right. know that. Uh, Darren Fletcher, baseball. Maxwell Garrett, fencing. Kendall Gill, Jim Grabowski, uh, Dana Howard from football. These are all members of the 2018 Hall of Fame for the University of Illinois, the second class. Uh, Tara Hurlis from women's soccer. Johnny Red Kerr from basketball. Scott Langley, men's golf. Selena Mondi Milner, women's track and field. Charles Pond, men's gymnastics coach. Joe Sapora from wrestling. Justin Spring who, uh, of course, competed here at Illinois. Now the men's gymnastics coach, Tanya Williams, women's track and field, and Willie Williams, men's track and field. So that's a pretty good list. Very good list. Very good list. Distinctive honor to be uh, on that list, I would think, for you, sir. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's a lot of lot of great athletes mm-hmm. there. Um, now, yeah, now for you, me, Lou Henson. You know, I mean, obviously the players in there, but I, I idolized Lou Henson mm-hmm. as a boy. I mean, I, I love basketball, but... Lou, for me, represents so much for this school over here and the fact that he's, you know, still going Mm -hmm. and, and, um, you know, being able to see him. And hopefully it sounds like there's some sort of deal in Chicago um, in the summertime. So I'm looking forward to seeing him and obviously everyone on that list. Illini baseball, your springboard to a a great career, drafted by the Dodgers organization, traded to the Phillies organization. Mm Mm-hmm. Then went free agent to Montreal. Or? Uh, they traded me again. Okay, Phillies didn't like me either. They traded me <laughs> to Montreal, and, and they, then ended and, up uh, your career in Toronto. Yep, signed. Um, yeah, it was a, uh, played six years in basically in um, Montreal, and then signed a free agent contract with uh, the Blue Jays in Toronto. So I spent I spent uh, close to ten years or over ten years in Canada. Mm-hmm. And you caught a no hitter. Right, I caught a no hitter. I caught no hitter in Canada for the Phillies. Tommy Green. Everyone used mm-hmm. uh, would say that oh, I, you caught a no hitter for some of the great players I caught, like Roger Clemens or Pedro Martinez or Roy Halladay, Chris Carpenter. Uh, but it was for Tommy Green in uh, for the for the Phillies in 1991. Yeah, was that I, a perfect game or a no hitter? Well, I caught a I caught a perfect game, Brian, through nine innings. Pedro mm-hmm. 
Pedro Martinez had a perfect game through nine innings in San Diego one night. The only problem is, is us Expos, we didn't have any runs against the other guy either. <laughs> <laughs> and for people that uh, were thinking back to the years when you played, and you if you were playing before there was the Illinois field, yes. that's there now, right? Yeah, if I would have stayed for my senior year, I left as a junior, I would have played in uh, at the new park there um, uh, south. But I played two years at old Illinois field where, um, where what is it, um, the – Beckman Institute, Beckman Institute is, is at now. right now. And then we, there was a transitional year where they thought the field was supposed to be ready in 87, and they were already starting construction on Beckman. So we ended up my junior year playing at Prairie Park in Urbana. So <laughs> and fences I, were short there. Yeah, I would think. That, yeah but <laughs> in the same sense, I don't care where you're playing. Uh, you hit 497 that year. That's the single-season <laughs> record at the yeah. University of Illinois. That's in an era where uh, we weren't using rocket launchers as bats. I, I think the bats are better now than they were right. they in were, the they 90s. Were, they had a little pop to them, yeah. that's for sure. But it was it a was sh- little bit shorter. But, you know, there wasn't any leg hits in that loan. You know what I'm saying? There wasn't. I couldn't run at all. <laughs> that's right. You know, they were De- line drive. They, they were, were screaming <laughs> line drives. I'll tell you, I, yeah. Deaton used to – Tom Deaton used to have all these offensive plays, like with base running, you know, trying to steal second and trying to steal a run from um, a first and third play where you try to, you know, sneak in a run. And, you know, by the by the time I was a junior over here, I, I, I could felt like I could speak up and, you know, razz me a little bit. And, <laughs> and I said, Tom, you know, you can't steal first base. You're going to have somebody's going to have to hit on this team to get there. So, um, well, you know, I didn't have any leg hits, but I, I hit a pretty lofty number there in 87. I and was um, I was I had eighty hits and one hundred and sixty one at bats. Yeah. One at bats. Hmm. Well, you had a fabulous career at Illinois and in the major leagues, and uh, congratulations on the honor. Well, second uh, Hall of Fame uh, class at the University of Illinois, and what you'll be out on the court tonight. Are they going to honor some of you this evening? They are. They are. They called me. Um, they called me yesterday afternoon, and and anyone that's uh, that's in town, I think Justin Spring, myself, I, I thought I'd maybe mention a couple of names, but mm-hmm. they're going to announce us uh, and have us on the court at halftime of this uh, Illinois-Purdue game. Very good. Hey, thank you, Darren. Thank you. Congratulations. Good Congratulations. Very good. Congratulations. Right. Hey, how, how, how does Casey think our ball club's going to be this year? Well, last year I thought the issue might have been a little bit of the, you know, the pitching was a little bit off, but then they went uh, to St. Louis and the pitching was really good. Yeah. So I think it's going to be all right. All it's right. going to be a tough ball game. This this weekend's going to be tough, but hopefully they can hold their own. Going to take a quick call here. Ray wants yeah, to talk to you. Yeah, let's do it. I got nothing to do. Sure, yeah. Hang out on here. <laughs> Darren's an old broadcaster, yeah, okay. too. Are you still doing games for Toronto? No. Any time of the blue? They fired me in 10. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ray. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, listen, I got a baseball question for Darren and you both. The new speed-up, so-called speed-up rule, I feel that the major leagues is offering a bone to the public, and I also feel that if I'm a catcher, which I know Darren was, and I only get my six trips to the mound by the manager, I got a way figured out already where I can go out and talk to that pitcher without having a trip to the mound or taking too many by saying, hey, my my pitcher and I, we crossed our signals up. Yeah, it's a good point. I'm not sure. Is that, uh, if you cross up, is that going to count as a trip? Because you are running out know. there a lot of bit. I, I don't know. Cause I, oh, I know you guys would. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to think how many times I would run yeah. out there during the course of a game, and I, I guarantee you it's more than six. So yeah. um, well, it's going to be well, interesting to managers. see what they say. That's one of the managers. And the other thing is baseball is not a time game. No, there's no clock. There's no shot clock. There's no time frame. No. Mm-hmm. They, you can play for and, 15 hours if you have to. You know. Well, they have before. Well, in extra inning games, I think. Uh, anyway, the other thing is, 
I went to St. Louis two years ago, and we went to the captain's quarters, and I spent like $370 to get up in there and to have the food and the drink and everything else like that. The game was over in about three hours and 15 minutes. They wanted a game under three hours now. Wait a minute. I just paid $370 to sit up there and watch a baseball game. Why do you want to shorten a game on me? I'm having I'm having fun. Well, yeah, that's, 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 that's a side of the argument I've never heard before. Well, I, I've heard this where you, you know you don't uh, the people that are at the stadiums they don't mind having a long game because they're they're enjoying they it and a lot of times it's people that are just seeing maybe at the stadium that one time that one that one weekend where you're going I get to go to Bush Stadium and hang out and watch the Cardinal you you don't care if they play 15 innings or a doubleheader now I think the rule is for TV. Am I guessing that maybe they just I, well, want to I, you know, TV, shorten it up a little TV bit? Does, uh, T, I, think, I think you're right. I think TV wants to shorten it up, and I don't know why. Uh, but, see, they can put more ads on TV, and that way generate more revenue. <laughs> With the money that the people are getting through their uh, baseball players are getting, you've got to have some other form besides ticket sales. And when you're there for three, four hours, you're going to buy more than just a bag of popcorn and a hot dog. No, they need no, to hang out with you and that's when you're a good dropping three hundred and sixty bucks. But I think, you know, for me, if you want to speed up these games, Brian. Strike zone. Strike zone. Absolutely. Make if, you want to, if you want to speed up these zones, get together with the umpires and say, let's widen this strike zone because you're going to get players to swing the bat. The 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 game is going to move a lot quicker by calling more strikes and and making these hitters be more aggressive early in the count. All right. Well what about what about what about the strike zone top to bottom? Because it used to be that you watch a ball game, and it used to be from the armpits to the knees, and now it seems like it's from the middle of the belt. Yeah, it's a small little you know barrel I mean? that you I have mean, they, to they hit. Do, it's tough. They've shrunk the strike zone. You're a catcher. You're back there. You know that umpire. Yeah, it's tight. Nobody strike zone it's is. tight. They need, to, they need to widen it open. Yeah, it, it used to be the yeah. letters to the knees, and you don't see too many high fastballs mm-hmm. being called. And then, you know, you watch the game on TV, and they, they superimpose this box over the top of it, and it's even <laughs> tougher and tougher for, <laughs> you know, the umpire to sit there. He's going home and getting buried by his family and friends because he missed <laughs> one outside that imaginary yeah. box. You know, widen it up right. and, and speed the game well, up. Hey, hey, Ray, I got to run, but okay. Well, I was going to ask him about the uh, uh, instant replay, but I'll I'll ask you sometime. But I think don't like it too long. He, don't he, like do, it. he doesn't like it. Yeah, and I, I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. So, <laughs> how's that for an answer? It's it's unanimous. I, I love it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Ray. Take care. All right. Bye. Good to hear from Ray. All right. Thank you, Darren. I know you got to move. We have to move, so okay. we could Thanks, talk. Guys. We could do this again sometime. We'll yep. talk baseball stuff. Thanks, guys. All right, appreciate it. Darren Fletcher, one of the new members of the Illinois Hall of Fame for 2018. Back with more conversation after this. All right, 9.53, and let's uh, get to Greg here. And, uh, Greg, I appreciate you hanging on there. I know you did that kind of voluntarily, but, uh, Greg, thanks for the uh, call. Go ahead. No problem, Brian. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to talk about a a couple of the – the narratives going around the media right now, and one, one of them's, you know, the NRA is some kind of boogeyman that, you know, wants wants our kids to get killed. Well, the, uh, you know, I, maybe people don't understand that the NRA is made up of people. Okay, your neighbors, your friends, uh, it, you know, family members. Uh, I'm an I'm a member of the NRA. I'm not some big uh, lobbyist in Washington D.C. Uh, my family, my household makes less than $50,000 a year. Uh, what they are is one of the oldest civil rights organizations in our country. And they, after the civil war, they advocated for African Americans right to bear arms because the, uh, threat of the lynch bobs and the hate groups at that time. And, uh, 
they probably saved a lot of lives by by doing that. Uh, they're not as extreme as uh, you might believe or that people might believe they actually have supported a lot of gun control in the past and they've gotten a lot of flack for it from their members uh but even though they've they've compromised and and they've reached out and and supported some reasonable gun control measures they're still demonized uh and another thing i'd like to point out uh, the narrative about how these these mass killings are uniquely american and uniquely a gun problem but uh there was a flamethrower attack at a school in cologne france they killed 10 people and burned 22 others uh almost uh, over 90 percent of their bodies uh so it's not just a gun thing not only that but the truck attacks uh eight ounces of gasoline was used to kill 87 people at a happy land social club and uh, so it's not just a, a unique uh, gun problem mm-hmm. or an American problem. Uh, and the the other thing, everybody acts like armed guards at the schools is a crazy idea, but yet uh, it would be crazy to not have armed guards at sporting events, not have armed guards at courthouses, not have armed guards at music events. Uh, you know, everywhere else we expect to have some type of armed protection, some type of armed security to keep us safe at uh, amusement parks or uh, mm-hmm. shopping malls. Yeah. I, and it, it's crazy to me that people are so resistant to our kids being protected. I, I just, I can't comprehend it. Yeah. Um, well, those, you know, the- I understand people are real passionate about this issue, but they really need to think about what approaches will work and what things will not, what things will do more harm than good. Uh, all right. Well, great. Yeah, Thank you. Those, those are all, uh, I appreciate your thoughts on that. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for waiting too. Uh, he waited through the Darren Fletcher, uh, conversation there. Darren, as you may, may be just tuning in, one of the newest members of the university of Illinois hall of fame, athletic hall of fame, that was announced just a few minutes ago, and we talked to Darren there briefly. Jim, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. It is truly an honor and a pleasure. I love your show, especially the Flashback Fridays. Well, good. We're going to do another one tomorrow. <laughs> I know, and I'm, I'm going to be ready for it. Good. Um, listen, I've got, I'd like to read a very short paragraph from okay. a 1971 western written by none other than Louis Lamour. Okay. Can you and do it in, have, can, you, can you do it in, can you do it in uh, less than a minute? I sure can. Okay. The paragraph goes like this. Understand one thing. You can make laws against weapons, but they will be observed only by those who don't intend to use them anyway. The lawless can always smuggle, steal, or even build a gun. By refusing to carry a gun, you allow the criminal to operate with impunity. End of quote. All right. And that was written or published in 71. Who knows how long ago he wrote that. Yeah. No, that's... So I, I just, you know, it's, it hasn't changed a bit. Now, my brief question for you, Ryan, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing to do with that. Did you ever learn about a three on the tree yes i did 
Okay, yeah, that, I'm the that, guy that, that texted that. <laughs> yes, I did. I, hey, I, thank I, you so much. I, I learned a lot. Great. Hey, well, that's why I learned to drive even when I was like 14, 15 years old. That's, like that's that. right. All right. Hey, thank you. Listen, thank, thank you so much. Have a blessed day, Brian. Appreciate it. You too, Jim. Thank you. Uh, Tom from Charleston, Texas. He says, like the old bumper sticker, when guns are outlawed, only outlaws will have guns, plain and simple. Also, a text says we have police manning uh, in banks. We have a policeman in banks. What's wrong with them in schools? It's a no-brainer. And a nightmarish vision from John to have armed guards in schools. Ask the kids in Florida what a nightmarish vision is. Ask the families of the victims if they wish their school had armed guards. That would be laughable if it wasn't so wrong. Those are some of the texts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Thanks to Darren Fletcher for stopping by. More to come, all-out acapella, and then more open line on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And we are back on A Penny for Your Thoughts here on this Thursday. We'll have a flashback Friday for you tomorrow in the second hour, the last hour of the last Friday of the month, as we did back in January. Had a lot of fun with that. We'll do that again on Friday. Talked a lot about uh, gun control and other issues. That was the big issue of the morning, though, in the first hour of an open line. Still have a couple of emails on that. We'll get to after the uh, news here at the bottom of the hour, we can uh, jump back in on that conversation or whatever else is on your mind. Also visited with Darren Fletcher, former Illini uh, baseball star, of course. He's one of several uh, people now inducted or going to be inducted into the University of Illinois uh, Athletic Hall of Fame. Lou Henson was the first of that second class that was announced uh, last year. And now uh, Darren Fletcher is part of a big group that includes Johnny Redker, Kendall Gill, uh, Ray Elliott and several others. So we'll run through the list again, hopefully here before the end of the hour. But I want to switch gears a little bit. All Out Acapella is coming to the Polly Anderson Auditorium down at Unity High School in Tolono, which, uh, full disclosure, is my alma mater, my high school. So I'm pretty proud of the Rockets. But uh, this is a really cool event. All Out Acapella is uh, going to be down there on Saturday night. A couple of performances at 5 and 8 p.m., They've got some acapella groups from the University of Illinois, no comment, extension cords, rip cords, and the other guys from Illinois State on the brink of normal, Blue Harmony from Millican, and Surreal Sound from Unity High School. Those are just uh, the groups that are going to be featured. But uh, with us uh, today, we have a couple of guests. One is uh, Kerry Woolard. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks Good. for having us down. And we've also got Alex uh, Wheatland. She's the music director for the University of Illinois Rip Chords. Hello. And uh, tell us about the Rip Chords real quick, since you're the music director. Okay, so uh, the Rip Chords are typically a 15-member all-female a cappella group. Um, it's something I've been involved in all four years at school. Um, we do a lot of pop covers of just stuff you hear on the radio. Mm -hmm. I've been in the group for four years, so the amount of rehearsals I've been to is just insane. Um, we rehearse about three times a week. We put on about two shows a year. We compete. That's the gist of it. Pretty similar to Pitch Perfect, if you've mm -hmm. seen that. Yep. All acapella. Yes. Acapella, which is pretty cool. And there are several groups like that at the University of Illinois. Yeah, there's actually about eight to ten groups. Really? There's a lot of us, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of those would be performing, and this is a fundraiser. Carrie, That's correct. The, uh, tell us a, about the Unity Music Boosters. The Unity Music Boosters were formed to help support uh, the music 
programs at Unity uh, throughout the throughout the school, whether it's elementary or high school. And we've been in in existence for about 12 years, and we use this as our major fundraiser every year. At the Polly Anderson Auditorium, people that uh, most people in Tolono, I think, know who Polly, Polly was. And, but you yeah. might just give us a quick update. Polly was a music director, actually. Probably back, uh, I'm trying to remember when she was there. She was my neighbor when I moved into town. Yeah, everybody to everybody had her <laughs> oh, yes. uh, for music. Uh, Very vibrant point. woman, yeah. just a great example. Mm-hmm. Well, that's for sure. Well, tell us about this now. This is going to happen. They're going to have several performers. Just give us the lay of the land. What's happening Saturday well, night? Saturday night we have two shows, one at 5 and one at 8. We will have the groups that you mentioned earlier, the four groups from the University of Illinois, and one from ISU, one from Millican, and then Unity's own Surreal Sound. So it's a great fun show. Mm-hmm. Uh, How long is the show? The show will run about an hour and 45 minutes to two hours. Sort of depends on what the kids bring and how the you know, how the group reacts. Mm-hmm. And do you still have some tickets available? We do have tickets available. They can be gotten. The easiest way to get them is go to unitymusicboosters.org, and you can buy them online. It's assigned seating, so you get to pick through and find the right seat for yourself. All right. One of the groups is the Ripcord. Just to give you a sample of what you're going to hear when you go, the shows are at 5 and 8. We'll give you the ticket prices and a number to call if you need some more information. But uh, this is a pretty good song. Signed, sealed, delivered. Here you go. It's a couple minutes. Signed, sealed, delivered, the rip chords. Now, that's all a cappella. Yes, it I mean, is. So how do, how do you make that sound like it's not well, a cappella? I mean, that's a 
I'm amazed. Pentatonics, of course, has hit it big. Yes. I went to see that. I don't know if you went to see their concert at the State Farm Center, but it just blew me away. But how how does that happen? So somebody in the group arranges the song. So you listen to the song, you look at the sheet music, and you try to pick out the different parts. And each voice is imitating an instrument. Um, So you're not saying real words in the background. You're saying like funny syllables that sound like different instruments Mm -hmm. um and that imitate like the full sound that the background sounds like on when you're listening to the song um but in terms of like the drum kit and everything we do a beatbox and um there's like a couple sounds you can make that imitate the um sound of a drum kit and so can you do that sound yeah i can do a few of them just do a couple (laughs) so the main one is going to be your bass drum which is and then um you have like the the hi-hat which is and then there's some other ones too but mm-hmm. if you put it all together it's kind of like that yeah. kind of thing and that's how you get the sound around the words and so that's there's yeah. always a beatbox on a song and that kind of like drives the beat yeah. um yeah and you try to keep it to like what the actual song sounds like but mm-hmm. we create those so that's really fun because you want people to f- sing along i mean in the sense that in their minds as they're listening we try to they, replicate yeah. the song as yeah. best as possible yeah well, we have another uh, version here. This is a medley. Uh, I'm sure you take, you know, you, you have uh, cover songs, like you say. You take popular groups. Maroon 5 is very popular. Here's kind of a version of uh, just a medley of that here for a couple minutes. Yeah, I know it's hard to remember the people we used to be. It's even harder to picture that you're not here next to me. But is it too late to make it? Or is it too late to try? In the time that we wasted, all of our bridges burned down. I wasted my nights. You turned out the light. Now I'm paralyzed, still stuck in that time. We called it love, but even the sun sets in paradise. How dare you say that my behavior's unacceptable? Jo-jo. Condescending and necessarily critical. Jo-jo. I have a tendency of getting very physical. Jo-jo. Don't watch your step, cause if I do, you'll need a miracle. Jo-jo. You drain me dry and make me wonder why I'm even here. This double vision I was seeing is finally clear. Jo-jo. You wanna say much, you know very well I want you gone. Jo-jo. Not fit to even tread the ground that I am walking on. When it gets cold outside and you got nobody to love. Understand what I mean when I say there's no way we're gonna give up. And like a little girl cries in the face of a monster that lives in her dreams. Is there anyone out there? Cause it's getting harder and harder to breathe. You so many times, but somehow 
right, there you go. I'm Maroon 5 medley. And uh, that's the kind of mu- kind of sample of a music you're going to get, right? On uh, Let me the turn thing, it on. Here we go. You'll hear a lot of music like that and uh, other songs, a real wide variety. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Uh, and when you think uh, Pentatonix has hit it big with this, they had the huge concert. Just the range of songs, the range of age of people that was there. Music that appeals from everybody from... That's right. You know, and the great thing about acapella, you don't have to take a whole band with you, move them along, you just bring all your voices and you're great. So if people want to go, uh, give me the information, the basics. The basics is that the concert is this Friday or this Saturday, both 5 and 8 o'clock. You can get your tickets at unitymusicboosters.org. Mm-hmm. There will be t- some tickets at the door, but it's getting slim. Tickets, uh, advanced tickets, $15.00. Uh, adults and $10 for students are also available at the Unity High School and Junior High offices there down in Tolono. And the tickets at the door, if they're still available, will be 18 and 13. Be 18 and 13. And you said, I think for the one show, you about 100, about 100 left, I think. About 100 left, yeah. For the uh, 5 o'clock? For the 5 o'clock and at then, this point. But yeah. ticket sales are still going on. I get notifications every time they sell. So. All right. So, and if you need information, call uh, 239 9995. 217 239 9995. This sounds like a fun night. Uh, Saturday. I wish I could go, but. But I'll be in, uh, in New a, Jersey. It so. is really right. Not only is it just music, but the, the personalities that are on stage. There's a lot of fun that goes on, a lot of interaction. So it's a great show. And your wife is uh, directing a lot of this? But the wife takes care of the all the publicity and the mechanics of what goes on mm-hmm. with in front of everything. I take care of groups and sound. And that's Bonnie. That's Enjoy. Bonnie. All right. Hey, Carrie, good to see you. Alex, thank you. Sure. Thanks for bringing the samples by. That's, uh, that's pretty cool. That'll be uh, Saturday night, 5 to 8, down mm-hmm. in Tolono at uh, Unity High School. And uh, advanced tickets available and also at the door if they're that's still right. available. So That's right. Thank you much for coming down. All right. Very good. All right. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Or thank you for having us uh, be a part of this anyway. We'll come back with more. Penny for your thoughts. Open line the rest of the hour here on DWS. Now, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? I like music like that. All right. We're at 1026 here at DWS. A penny for your thoughts. We've had a busy morning again today. We'll talk a little Olympics tomorrow with David Woods, our friend over in Indianapolis who used to work here at the Gazette, just to give a quick recap of all that's happened this week. A lot of skiing news with Lindsey Vaughn and uh, the other uh, members of the ski team. A couple of medals in there. We'll get into that. And Michaela Schriffen. And you've got the uh, hockey team, uh, the women's hockey team winning gold. Ironically, on the anniversary of the uh, men's miracle on ice. Got an email here. It says, I saw a piece on Illinois homepage talking about Illinois Democrats proposing more gun control in the wake of the Florida school shooting. This is an email from Matt in Homer. He says, why are they not uh, proposing measures to strengthen school security, reevaluate and improve existing emergency procedures and provide better preparedness training for school staff? Every year it's the same mantra. We need more gun control. Instead of that, how about something that actually might work for a change? And he says, as they continue to beat the gun control drum, I don't know how they can ever be taken seriously. If gun control had any merit at all, then Chicago should be the safest city in America. No law will stop a person intent on doing evil. Wake up. Your gun control, talking to the Democrats, does not work. Please quit dancing in the blood of these tragedies to push a stale and unworthy agenda. All right, let's see here. And uh, also a text just in, very progressive and innovative way of protecting school students and staff inside the safest school in America. And this is from a school over in Indiana. And let's see here. It says, 
at Southwestern High School in Indiana. The classroom doors are bullet resistant. Cameras are everywhere. And the Sheriff's Department, only 10 miles away, can track an intruder in real time. All right, let's go back to the phones, and let's go to Mike is up next. Hi, Mike. Hey, good morning, Brian. Interesting uh, comment there. I know uh, uh, my travels take me uh, to a lot of different schools in Indiana, and there's a, a placement at every school, every public school, which I uh, I really like. And I, I feel secure myself when I go there, but that's not why I called. What I want to share with you is uh, when you were talking with Darren, which is uh, always a, a nice conversation, what a great guy. I wanted to share with you uh, an experience I had with uh, four of us had gone to uh, St. Louis, uh, a St. Louis Pittsburgh Pirate ball game, and at the bottom of the 13th inning, we had to leave due to commitments with children that needed to be picked up back in Champaign. So we left the ballpark. And when I pulled into the driveway, I still got to hear the last out for the ball game. Is that right? Yeah. I We drove all the way home, and that game just finished <laughs> the minute we pulled in the driveway in Champaign. Isn't that something? Wow. And that's, uh, yeah. that's a couple hours at least, right? At least. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody's ever experienced anything like that in their life, but that's got that's a – I don't know if I ever will again, but it's something you'll never forget. That's unbelievable. And, it and, is. And you that's, left that's exactly in, what I thought. And you left in what inning? Bottom of the thirteenth inning. Really? So what? It wind up going nineteen or something? I think it was nineteen innings. Yeah. Wow. Well, I know there was one game in Atlanta several years ago where they were going to have a Fourth of July fireworks night, and the game yes. went nineteen or twenty innings, and they shot the fireworks off in the morning. Like, like I, five... remember, I remember it. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember that, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and me, we're getting old, Mike. Yeah. Yes, we are. Anyway, just wanted to share that thought with you, and a great show. Keep it going. All right. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Have a good one. You bet. 1030 here. we got news headlines coming up. Uh, back to the phones to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, good morning. Well, good morning, Brian. Um, I just want to say that in the last political correctness the Reverend Bobby Richards was left off the Hall of Fame oh you're talking in baseball no the track star oh I okay I'm sorry I thought I didn't know which Hall of Fame you were talking about okay he was he was considered the leading track star in the world Wheaties put him on the cover he had an Olympic gold medal and he's not in the Hall of Fame well, the reason I think is kind of obvious. He was uh, connected with uh, President Nixon. He became head of the President's Council on Physical Fitness. And I think an administrator said we better not put Richards on there because then we'll have a faculty member saying that uh, we're giving a nod to President Nixon. Hmm. He well, should be on there. Who should be? He should be? The Reverend Bobby Richards. Yeah. Okay. Well, when when was he in uh, on the when was he here? It was in the fifties. Fifties, okay. Competed, I think. I think he competed at the Helsinki Olympics, won a gold medal in the pole vault, hmm. almost won another gold medal at the decathlon, and he was considered one of the greatest athletes in the world. And hmm. he was the first person ever put on a Wheaties box, first picture. 
Swedish didn't make a mistake. They knew. <laughs> but he became associated with uh, President yeah. Nixon. I don't know if you... Well, there'll be, there'll, be more, there'll, there'll be more classes to come, so... Well, I think he'll, I don't think they'll put him out. I think uh, the administrators will say, let's keep him off. It's, politically, he was too touchy of a subject. Mm. All right. Hey, Jerry, thank you. Appreciate it. And we've got news headlines. Michael Kaiser. We've got more calls, more emails, more texts. Appreciate Darren Fletcher stopping by for a few minutes in the first hour. All out a cappella from down at Unity High School, the Unity Music Boosters. All of that. Well, we've got a lot going on. Flashback Friday tomorrow. And Michael Kaiser next. Welcome back. Penny for your thoughts. 1038 and 38 degrees here in downtown Champaign. And we have a flood warning in effect for Vermilion, Vermilion County Excuse me, until 1 o'clock. Roads remain flooded in Vermilion County. Extensive flooding reported in Champaign County, St. Joseph, and Sydney due to the three or four inches of rain. With the flood watches and warnings comes the potential for water issues at home or if you have experienced that. When you need help, call ServPro of Champaign. They're ready to help now. Need their number? Just Google ServPro Champaign. Got an email here that says, the, this is from Bill, the gun prohibition idea was implemented in the past. The Nazis told the people that to prevent crime, all firearms should be registered. Soon after this, they were told uh, this was not working and firearms would be confiscated. The people, especially the Jewish people, were left defenseless. See Kitty Worthman's speech on uh, YouTube. People argue that people would not stand a chance against our government with only small arms. That was not true in Vietnam or Afghanistan. The Afghans held off the Soviet unions for years. Our forefathers did the same against the greatest power on earth at the time, the United Kingdom. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357. Got a text in after we had the singing group on. It said, wow. Let's go back to the phones, and let's see here. Anna Wall is up next. Hi, Anna Wall. How are you? Well, I'm fine, and I want to thank the News Gazette and WDWS for constantly expanding my intellectual horizons. However, let me state at the outset, I'm an Afro-American born and raised in the South under Plessy versus Ferguson, but I was taught it ain't your color, it's your kind. I'm calling to congratulate Mr. Banks and Reverend Johnson for addressing the issues of the education of Afro-American students in Champaign-Urbana. Pardon my language, but I, I always say that they're going to hell like, I'm sorry, I won't say that. They're constantly, I believe, planted farther deeply in the seabeds of ignorance. And I'm glad to see the uh, part of the Afro-American agenda become involved in trying to suggest a remedy. And I hope that the other Afro-American intelligentsia in this community will read the News Gazette carefully to see what they're trying to do. And I hope that the Afro-American intelligentsia will offer their skills in helping them because growing up I was taught if you control a person's mind 
you'll always control them. And that's by you do it by keeping them ignorant. Mm-hmm. And that uh, uh, and you're talking about the charter school story um, in the paper today. And, and it, that's exactly. And I'm commending them, mm-hmm. and hope that the rest of the intelligence, Afro-American intelligentsia, will become involved in what they're trying to do. All right. Hey, thank you, Anna Wall. Thank you. Yep, good to hear from you. Back to the phones here at three five six nine three nine seven. Carl is with us. Hi, Carl. Hi, Brian. I, I was wondering since yesterday, do you think you can get somebody else to do the Illinois Northwestern game for you at Thanksgiving so you can go to Hawaii? Oh, I think I'll be able to go to Hawaii. Oh, really? Yeah, it works out. Thought yeah. the football mm-hmm. game would get in your way. No, no. What happens is we've done this a couple of times. Uh, talking about the Maui Invitational. Uh, it's on uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of Thanksgiving. So what what's usually happened before is I have a football game the Saturday before. I just fly out on Sunday. All righty. So. Um, but uh, there was something that I came across this week from the musical 1776. It's the opening line. Uh, where John Adams says, I have come to the conclusion that a useless, one useless man is a disgrace, two useless men are a law firm, three or more become a co- can become a Congress. <laughs> and where did you see that? Um, the mu- movie, uh, it was on YouTube, but it's the first line from the mu- uh, musical 1776. Okay, very good. Well, that's interesting. So they were uh, uh, that, that's that's pretty that's pretty interesting. So, what was the last one about a Congress? Three or more are Congress. Three or more can become a Congress. Yeah, there you go. All right, Carl. Thank okay. you. Hi. Good to hear from you. Got a uh, email from Greg. He says, "Good morning, your caller Ben said we have too many guns. No, we have too many folks that should not have guns. Armed security in schools would be just like air marshals on planes. They are there, but you don't know who they are." And he says Champaign County has a gun problem, and he says it's the state's attorney Julia Reitz turning these gun criminals loose with probation and low bonds so they can be out on the streets. Uh, and then he mentions a story that was in the News Gazette. Uh, about a um, woman arrested in a Tuesday shooting in Urbana. 27-year-old Champagne woman is in the county jail after a 20-year-old man was critically wounded, and he said would uh, Reeds charge her with a possession of a firearm by a felon and maybe a Foyd charge. All right, also got an email from Mike. He says, hey, Brian, I'm sort of like you. I went to Unity for one year. It was ninth grade. We might be about the same age. I'm actually a little older than you are, uh, Mike. He says, I uh, didn't necessarily enjoy my experience at the school, although he says one of my favorite teachers of all time there was Mr. Imany. He was my algebra teacher. Do you remember him? Oh, absolutely. Bob Imany passed away a few years ago. He was amazing. Algebra teacher. He was hard. He was old school. He, was, uh, he demanded a lot. He set a very high bar, and you had to meet it. But uh, he was also one of the most popular teachers in school at the same time. 1044, back to the phone. Kathy, good morning, Kathy. Good morning, Brian. I want to kind of change the subject to the game tonight. I just wanted to say that I hope the university does a better job of um, controlling the protesters than they did at the homecoming parade. Um, What they let the protesters do at the homecoming parade was inexcusable, and I sure hope that it doesn't happen for the game tonight. Well, I hope not, too, and I think they've, you know, they've they're 
they've made plans. You know, I think they have uh, always have for every game. They have a security plan in mind, regardless of whether they're protesters or not. So, yeah, I I, I think it'll be fine. I, I don't see, but you're right about the parade. That was a problem because what it stopped yeah. the ch- chancellor's car there in the middle of the parade. Well, we were the chancellor's car. Oh yeah. <laughs> So, my, yeah, my husband and I were driving the so, chancellor's so, wife, so. and to let those protesters stop the parade, and um, it was obvious that a lot of those pre- protesters were brought in because they didn't appear to be students. They had expensive equipment, filming everything, um, big bullhorns. Um, that's what concerns me tonight is that some of those protesters didn't care about the university or its image. They were just there. I think they were probably being paid, and you know, and there stood President, or excuse me, there stood Professor Kaufman next to our car, um, laughing, saying nasty things to the Chancellor. Um, I imagine he'll be there tonight, egging the protesters on. So I'm concerned about that. But yeah, well, we'll it had to, had to be a scary moment, I'm sure. Um, it really wasn't scary. It was just frustrating yeah. that the police were allowed to do anything about the protesters that they could stop a parade, and there was more people at the parade than we'd ever seen, and to have that happen with a good crowd, it was kind of sad, but yeah. I hope tonight is, is a, a different story. I think it will be. Both sides say they're, they're going to be peaceful, so hopefully that'll be the case. So. Yep, that would be good. I okay. hope it is. Well, we'll see tonight then. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Kathy. Sure. Bye. Bye-bye. We'll take a quick break. Back with more Penny for Your Thoughts after this timeout here on News Talk 1400 DWS. Dan Hartman. I can dream about you. We're on Penny for Your Thoughts, 1049 here on DWS. And I want to tell you about my friends Pam and uh, Steve Starwalt from Keller Williams. Steve and Pam, they are the husband and wife team selling real estate. They are with you from start to finish, buying or selling your home. They can uh, help you out. Uh, most of their uh, business is from past customers and referrals from those customers, so they have a great reputation. Both grew up in Champaign-Urbana, graduated locally. They know the area very well. If you're uh, looking to sell, or maybe you're trying to figure out, okay, I need to sell within two weeks, six months, a year. I have no idea how fast this needs to go, or I'm not sure what how to proceed on this. They can meet with you. No obligation. No cost obligation uh, from selling, home inspection, appraisal process. They have a great team assembled behind them that they can uh, get in touch with you very, very quickly. Steve uh, is usually the one showing you a home and can assist you in every way. He's helped make repairs along the way as well to help with the sale of your house. Uh, Pam can handle your phone calls, get back to you right away. In fact, uh, when you call the number, 239-7156, that number, if uh, she's with a client or out and about, uh, that number rolls to her cell phone. So that means you'll get uh, the message to her, and she'll get back to you as soon as possible. The uh, Starwalt group at Keller Williams, it's a group. It's a husband and wife team, Steve and Pam Starwalt, Pam and Steve. If you want to Google, uh, you can Google Starwalt if you want, or you can Google Pam and Steve or Steve and Pam. It doesn't matter. They'll show up on that first page. They'll give you all the information you need to get a hold of them. So check them out, the husband and wife team at Keller Williams, 239-7156, or Google Starwalt or Steve and Pam or Pam and Steve and they can get you set up uh, buying or selling your house. We have Ronald, a former Marine and Vietnam veteran, says people who espouse the absurd idea of arming teachers have seen too many movies. That's from uh, Ronald, who's a former Marine and Vietnam veteran. Also, Benny asks about triple-teaming Isaac Haas tonight. 
Seven foot two, two hundred ninety pound center for the uh, Purdue Boilermakers. I don't know. People have tried a lot of things on Isaac Haas. Hasn't necessarily always uh, worked. Uh, Richard is up next on the phones. Hi, Richard. Morning, Brian. Well, I'll try to keep this concise. Yes. I've got quite a bit to say about this matter. The last uh, comment, the email you read, uh, the fellow who says it's absurd to arm teachers, I, I completely disagree with that. Uh, I went online. You can buy a metal detector for about $1,500. I think most school districts could afford one. Uh, you get a teacher who basically monitors that. He's armed with a bulletproof vest. If someone tries to come in uh, between the, say, a half hour, 40 minutes that you allow students to come into the school, then, uh, you know, you've got complete control over the, the security of the building. But um, one of the serious problems we have uh, is that we've got a lack of discipline in these young men, and that stems from a lack of respect for authority figures, and that begins in the home. Um, the Bible says the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord or respect. Well, uh, anybody, I took five psych courses in college, and uh, one thing that uh, is apparent is a parent is the initial authority figure, and if you do not grow up respecting them, then you'll never fear the Lord or a police officer or a teacher that's uh, at the entrance of your school armed and, and uh, protected. I, I think it's something that uh, the breakdown in our society at many levels has led to this, and I'm sorry that the Democrats don't have a, a reasonable solution to it. All right. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, Brian. All right. There's a reason in the uh, commandments it says, what, honor your father and your mother. It was in there from the beginning, right? All right. Uh, got a text here. It says, Julia, the state's attorney would have arrested, if she would have arrested a few of the protesters, talking about the parade, the homecoming parade, we could have found out where they were really from because we had a caller who had called in and mentioned uh, she didn't think the protesters that stopped the chancellor's car were uh, from around here. They were, I guess, rent-a-protesters, if you will. All right, we're at uh, 1054. We've got Bill and Lou on the line. Hang on. We'll come back after this quick break and get you guys on and continue with more and Penny for your thoughts in just a moment. Back on Penny for your thoughts. We talked about all the number of games Illinois is playing. we got four games in eight days, basically, that we're in the middle of a stretch of. We're going to try to get two callers in in the span of three and a half minutes. Let's see if we can do it. Uh, Lou, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Is this Brian? Yeah. How are you, Lou? Brian, thanks for taking my call. I just tuned in the radio, but I have one thing. There's so much on this chief thing that is is unbelievable. And I have to read the last paragraph of one of our erstwhile protesters, and I'm sure most people know who this is, the wearing of Native American imagery by members of the Orange Crush and other fans, the band's music, makes it impossible for the Big Ten Network to broadcast the uh, games free of abusive and denigrating imagery directed at Native Americans, what I said. That's not true. I've never known a time when we've sat there and laughed at the chief and, 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 and poked fun at the chief. It's just unbelievable. Hmm. Uh, it goes on and on and on. Yeah, well, I hate, I, I hate, I hate to... 
I hate to break it to the professor, but the game is not on the Big Ten Network anyway. <laughs> it's good. It's on well, FS1. That's so, right. okay, yeah. Where go have ahead. these people been for the last seventy years? Let me ask you. Let me ask you these people this because most generally, most Indian tribes think this is fine. There are a few that 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 have said that the, the number even against the chief here around the Illinois is is uh, minuscule. You know, it's not. It's not that many, but by the thousands and thousands, we have a right to still support our chief. Mm -hmm. They don't want us to, but I hope he comes back. He's not racist. He's not really a mascot either. He's an honor, an honor uh, to the the Indians, we feel like. All right. I wouldn't be part of anything I thought was racist. I'm sorry, I had to expound. Oh, no, (laughs) no problem, Lou. Good good to hear from you. That's all I got to say. Thank you, sir. And we are at 10.58.38, and that means, Bill, you got about a minute. Go ahead, sir. Are you there? Yeah, you got about a minute. Go ahead. Okay. All right, I can do it quickly. I want to draw a couple analogies for the uh, teacher, arm teacher thing. Um, the first one would be if there's a forest fire, we sometimes start small fires that we can control in order to burn the fuel before it gets there. The other analogy I draw is when a person is sick with cancer, we treat them with horrible, nasty, toxic chemicals that that make them miserable out of necessity. Chemotherapy is horrible stuff, but you don't have a choice. The the cancer is already in our schools with these people that want to make a big splash by attacking our children. We need to be able to defend those kids. Yeah, do it with tough medicine. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Hey, Bill, you did it. You did it under a minute. That's great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Help the old radio announcer out here. That's great. All right. We are approaching uh, 11 o'clock. We've got uh, CBS News at the top. Of course, all the usual programming, Rush and, and so forth. We'll have a ball game for you tonight at 6. Line game day at 4.30. We'll have it all for you right here. Glad you're with us. Thank you so much for riding along today. And this is WDWS Champaign-Urbana. It's 11 o'clock. Talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>